Welcome to episode 2 of the Old Rook Podcast. My name is Chris Lois, and in this episode I was joined by Seth Edwards. Seth is a software developer who works for C Sharp and Ruby, and maintains the C Sharp bindings for MongoDB. Seth gave a talk to Elrug about MongoDB, and in this interview we talked some more about that, and also what Ruby developers can learn from C Sharp, and vice versa. You can find Seth on the web at codesnotdead.blogspot.com, and see his Elrug talk at skillsmatter.com. So hi Seth. Hello. So Seth Edwards joining us on the Elrug podcast, thanks for joining us. Yep, no problem. Your, um, your talk this uh, this uh, month's meeting was about MongoDB. Mm-hmm. So do you want to give us a quick, a quick sort of elevator pitch? What is MongoDB? It's, it was a documented, uh, document-oriented data store. Um, it's a little bit. There's, it's part of that NoSQL, you know, movement. It's a little bit different from some of the other ones that are out there and the way that it works. Um, it's, when I first got into this, um, I looked over Cassandra and some of the other ones that are out there, um, but there's certain features of MongoDB that just drew me to it. So what, what, what uh, features particularly? So Basically, it's, it, does, uh, it does in-place operations, whereas uh, as opposed to maybe some of the key value stores, which we were originally working with, um, you don't actually have to always... Uh, deserialize an object or deserialize a record that you've stored in the database and put it into um, some kind of object to work with in code and then persist the changes back. You can act, it supports atomic operations which you can actually update data in place um, on the database side without having to, uh, to access it in any other way. So in terms of the amount of code that you're writing in your application, exactly. that kind of code stuff. Yeah, in the way that it performs exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I know you mentioned in your talk it's kind of sometimes hard to come up with use cases because the use cases for these things are changing over time. Sure. If you look at the website, they list uh, some of the, the best use cases as uh, maybe statistics and things like that. Um, you know, uh, I, I know that some people are using it for uh, maybe aggregating all their uh, like server logs and, and storing data that way. But now I think we're starting to see a lot more people even keep their core data in it, put their user, you know, if they have got a user's table, they're going to put their, that into a user's collection, and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, people are starting to get a little bit more comfortable with what kind of data that they put in it. Um, it seems like it's a, it's like a mindset shift. So mm-hmm. yeah. the example used in the talk today was mm-hmm. uh, with football. Football so, statistics. So yeah. That's, that's, that's one that it, it's, it works really good with. Um, where they say kind of you have low-value data, and I really don't know how to define low-value data, but data that you're comfortable with denormalizing, I think, is Mm. a good way to put it. And um, they have all kinds of different... uh, different operations that make, you know, keeping uh, incrementing numbers and things like that really easy, so... Yeah, it's, it's sometimes hard to find use cases. So, so yeah. the example you gave of a, of a football player, mm-hmm. and then we could perhaps store against yeah. him the competitions yeah. that he'd appeared in and the appearances that he'd made in those competitions and the goals he'd scored. Sure. But then against each player, I'd mm-hmm. have the same embedded record of competitions. And if I then want to go and change all the, mm-hmm. the names of the competitions, for example, from UEFA Champions League to something else... Mm-hmm then I'm, I'm in the relational mindset then and I have to think a little bit differently Maybe, about how to do those kind um, of operations. It, it, it would, I mean, it, you can still do it, but yeah, definitely it, 
it all just has to be at your own discretion once you get into that area, but I think is, is what's important. Um, some of the, most of the projects I'm working on now, I'm comfortable with putting all of my data in it. Now, if I was working in a bank, on the other hand, or something that's highly transactional or something that I'm going to need some, um, some extensive uh, business intelligence, I'm not going to use it. Those mm. are probably two of, the, uh, two of the keys that would maybe say it's not a good idea. Mm. Now, how easy is it currently to use MongoDB with... Well, let's say Rails, Ruby on Rails are the popular. It's it's getting. I mean, there's already loads of people using it in production right now. Um, there's a there's a list of them on the internet. I can't give any names um, on hand, but the, there's uh, plenty of um, of object mappers out there so that you can just plug it in like you, you like used to for Active Record and anything like that. And I guess and with Rails three, that's getting even easier with the and it's and it's getting easier and it's it's you know it's getting to be where um, where you can just do it as simple as you know it's it's uh, to where it's I'm trying to say like it's invisible to you the differences you know what I mean. Mm. So what's your relationship to the MongoDB project? Um, well, I work for a social network called MyTrade.com, and we were really struggling with um, the way that we store data. We normalized our databases, you know, as much as we could. We were also, though, we're doing ASP.NET development. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, we were kind of losing some of the performance or some tasks were just becoming a lot harder than they probably we thought should have been. So we looked for alternatives and MongoDB has not only been a possible solution for, you know, just all of our core data, but now we're looking at storing our, our user sessions in it and we're uh, putting server logs in it and there's, there's, we find new uses for it all the time. So that's where I, where I got started um, and I started contributing to the uh, the C sharp driver for that, and then you know um, the other guy who was contributing to that actually lived clo- very close to me, so I got hooked up with it that way. And, you know, yeah, moved, went from yeah, there. Went from there. So you're a C sharp developer by day and Ruby uh, by night, or mostly? Yeah, I, um, I I I use Ruby a little bit for some stuff at work, maybe uh, testing and things like mm-hmm. that. You know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of my side projects I like to use Ruby on Rails for, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, then C Sharp pays the bills. So. so, have you felt that you've been able to bring anything from your what you've learned with Rails to your C Sharp development, or the other way around? Is there any? Um, probably more the other way around, I think, um, and that just really that really goes for just open source altogether. Uh, when I when we started with this project that I'm working on currently with C Sharp, I wasn't really using too much of any open source software. And now, I mean, we use we probably have mostly open source uh, projects instead of you know what Microsoft offers. So mm-hmm. that that keeps growing. We have probably almost we're starting to get as many Linux boxes in there as we do have Microsoft servers. So. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is yeah, MongoDB. Mm-hmm. And you said about using Ruby during your day job for testing. So is that something? Yeah, um, I do some. Uh, I test a lot of the websites with the Water Library, yeah. and and, uh, and uh, also with with Cucumber as well. So, mm-hmm. so I put the yeah. So I use those frameworks just for my testing, and I'm I, I'm still working on that because I'm I'm having to use it on Windows, which is which is not as easy, and I find lots of gotchas that I don't normally have when I'm working with Linux. Yeah, at home. So yeah, something that. I think 
yeah, underappreciated platform in the Ruby world, mm-hmm. getting things up and running on Windows. And, yeah. But especially for browser testing, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. it's a good place mm-hmm. where you need to get it working. Mm-hmm. So you've um, so what what are you working on in your Rails projects in your spare time? Anything you can talk about? Or anything that's uh, exciting you at the moment? I'm actually trying to mix some Rails apps with Android apps. Ever since I got my wife the uh, the Android phone, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's that's what I'm that's what I'm working on right now. So Ruby on the device itself? Uh, no, like a Ruby based site and with Android phones talking to. The, uh, uh-huh. to the Ruby site, so that's that's what I'm starting to to experiment with, and and I've I've had kind of just lots of little small projects um, here and there, and, and for other people, um, but nothing nothing real extensive. Mm-hmm. This is I'm, this is my first main project that uh, that I'm looking to deploy. So yeah, how's it going? Um, getting as, of, as of lately, pretty slow because <laughs> I've been I've been traveling around a whole lot lately. Um, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm in London right now, and uh, I'll be in San Francisco at the end of the month, and uh, and everything else is coming, anniversaries, birthdays, and all that. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so I've been devoting my time to that. I, I I do get a lot of reading in, but actual writing code, uh, I, I haven't been able to actually sit down with peace and quiet for a while. No. Cramped up on a plane with your laptop is never easy. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you've um, so you, you must feel that your kind of development environment is very different when you go home from your C sharp job. And- I, I do feel like I'm I'm in a in a point of limbo right now, where I'm not keeping up with as much of the new ASP.NET stuff because I'm moving towards the uh, more Rails development, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm not quite the best at Rails because I've only been using it for maybe about 10-12 months so I'm kind of stuck in between but I am when I'm working at work and I'm using Visual Studio I try to hit a lot of like uh, Emacs uh, keystrokes there that just don't go down <laughs> but yeah but yeah so I so but yeah I do I am kind of like stuck in this middle part here or so uh, I'm not the best at either of both worlds now right now but there's uh, stuff you can learn from one to I mean you must miss the, the code yeah, completion and all that kind of infrastructure that Visual Studio gives you when you come to do Rails you find it's it's, you miss that, or do you like the freedom of? No, I, I much more would rather work with uh, every day. I wish, I'm wishing more than I'm working with uh, more of a, a dynamic language. And I think, and especially with working with MongoDB, not to say that there's anything wrong with using the C sharp driver or anything like that with MongoDB, that they're a bad fit. But MongoDB is almost like a dynamic database if you think about it, with the way that it handles schemas, to where a lot of things that you tackle in Ruby are. A, bit, a lot of that ideology, ideology has been brought over to uh, to the database world with MongoDB and yeah. some of the other uh, data stores. It seems to me like there's, there's there's something about the dynamic nature of, of Ruby and the dynamic sort of freeform nature of these NoSQL databases that means, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Ruby community is adopting these things quickly. Mm-hmm. Although having said that, I think the Ruby community tends to, mm-hmm. to, to do a bit of bandwagon yeah. jumping yeah. as well as... Uh, yeah, but keep up with the new trends. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if we um, if we want to find the C sharp bindings that you're working on for, yeah, for there are everything's out on GitHub. Um, okay. They've got, um, I think pretty much all the drivers are out on GitHub. 
Uh, so you can just download that and, and look through the source code. The C-sharp, Ruby, Python, everything is out there. I've also got on uh, my GitHub repository for, my name's Sedward on there, with no, no S at the end, just Sedward. Um, I've got some Ruby code examples I've put up there with the geospatial indexing. That's, uh, that's, that's worth a look. So, uh, so that's, 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 like that's a, a feature that's, that's built that's into Mongo. That's a new feature that's, that's loads of fun for me because it's basically um, you, can, you can input like coordinates, uh, just like geolocation coordinates, and you can do things like find me everything near to this location. In my examples, I've uh, just loaded up restaurants in the New York City area. You actually say, here's my current position. Find me every restaurant of type sushi that's close to this, and it will actually pull it back. But wow. it does pull it back as a, as like as in a map, so it's two D, not three D. It doesn't take in the, uh, the the curvature of the Earth. Okay. So, so the results look a little bit different than what you might expect. But yeah, it's, but it's good for the kind of that use case of yeah. things near me. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I don't have to worry about it. And it's very performant as well, is it? Is, yeah. is, is there optimization work going on for that kind of querying, or yeah, uh, is it just handled in a way that... Yeah, it supports all the same indexing that MongoDB normally does. So, uh, so yeah, it, I, I think it does. I haven't, I haven't taken that, because that's pretty new, so I haven't done anything uh, massive with that, but it's, it's a lot of fun. But those code examples are in your GitHub repository and on, on your blog as well, I think I saw. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's yeah. on your blogs? I've got uh, codesnotdead.blogger.net, I think is what okay. that is. Yeah, yeah. So, Code's okay. not dead. Code's not dead, yeah. That, I've taken that from uh, Punk's Not Dead. <laughs> okay. That was the only thing I could think of at the time. It's probably not the best one, but yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's what I came up with. So. And how long are you in London for on this visit? Uh, so again, How long are you in London for? Uh, I'm only in London for the day. I've actually been in the West Midlands uh, the whole time. This is my seventh time to England. Okay. So I'm just actually on vacation right now. So I'm in the middle of my vacation. I thought I'd come down to London for a day and uh, and check out the, the meetup because I've been on the mailing list for several months now. And uh, so I thought I'd come check it out, and they were looking for somebody to speak about MongoDB, and nobody said anything. I was like, well, I know a little bit, so I... I I went ahead and, and put my arm up, so... Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, and thanks for doing the interview. Thank you for listening to the Elrug podcast. You can find us on the web at elrug.org.